Hey guys, welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. This is episode four. Nick came over and made hummus. That's right. I think we should call the episode Nick Makes Hummus. Nick makes Hummus. I feel about that. Okay. That's good. Um, so it's a pretty straightforward episode. We, we don't have a guest on this one, which uh, we're fine with. Not every episode's going to have a guest. Nope. We're cool with that. Don't be there's greedy. There's two of us. Yep. And... Um, we're going to have you know guests on here and there, uh, maybe every other. We're still figuring this thing out. Our guest um, this week is hummus. Yeah. Our guest this week is a delicious food that you can eat with pita chips, uh, pita bread. Vegetables. With your goddamn fingers at four yep. in the morning. Right. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much just came over and I made you hummus. Yep. And then we kind of get into that. Um, we talk else? about food T-shirts, like T-shirts from restaurants, which I'm a big fan of. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we discussed me making the mistake of getting off my antidepressants. <laughs> right, right. We discussed um, cooking in general. Yeah, and eating like when, when good times and yeah. bad times are to eat food. Your parents. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it was a pretty good episode. These these ones where it's just us two, I think, are fun. Yeah. You know, not that we hate our guests. <laughs> we have very <laughs> funny guests on and um, uh, we're going to have a lot of funny, funny people on in like the coming weeks. So um, here's the deal, guys. I don't know where you're listening to this, if it's on iTunes or um, SoundCloud or whatever. But here is where you find us. Um, we're on all things comedy. All things comedy dot com. OK. If you don't know what that is, you're dumb. No, uh, it's. Great website full of great podcasts. Absolutely. Great people. So go to All Things Comedy, check out our podcast and the other podcast. It's great. Yeah, they have t tons of great podcasts on there. Um, and they they use SoundCloud, yep. um, which is like a sound streaming, you know, service thing. We're also on there. So if you don't, if you're not on All Things Comedy, you can just go to SoundCloud, find us on there. Most importantly, we're finally up on iTunes. Yes. Um, so just type in occasionally awesome with how many C's? One C, nope. two, wait, it's two C's. <laughs> One S. Yeah. We get that it's hard to spell. It's hard to spell for us too. Yeah. Two C's, one S. Occasionally awesome. Occasionally so awesome. Type that shit in your goddamn iTunes, you guys, right. and subscribe and rate it and review it. Be honest, but also just say we're great. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> honest about me. I can't take it. Uh, lie to Kevin. Yeah. And then say whatever you want to me. Okay. Um, and, uh, and you know what I mean? To like talk to us. If you have hummus questions or just whatever questions, we're both on Twitter, obviously. We'll yep. be tweeting about this. Your Twitter handle, Kevin? At Kevin G. Christie. Mine is at Nick Youssef, N-I-C-K-Y-O-U-S-S-E-F. So hit us up on there. Um, you have a website? Uh, I have an art website. Kevin says hi. My name was taken. Don't judge me. Um, go check out Kevin's art. It's fucking amazing. If you haven't already seen My by name's our the same on Instagram, Kevin G Christie by our podcast cover and on there. He's always posting. Come cool see shit. me this week in uh, Dallas and Houston. I'm opening for Whitney Cummings. We're at the House of Blues uh, the 26th. No, we're the House of Blues 25th in Dallas, 26th in Houston. Whatever, yeah, is that th that's this weekend, right? That's this week, October twenty sixth and no twenty fifth is Friday. Twenty fifth is Friday, uh, <laughs> Dallas twenty sixth, Houston with Whitney Cummings, House of Blues. Uh, it's a fun show. She's very fun. We're both very fun. They're a lot of fun. So there come you have go. Fun. I uh, I'm in town. I'm in L. A. This week. Um, oh, next week, you know, is Halloween, and I'm doing. We're both doing. We're Halloween night. We're at UCB L. A. 
UCB with Los Angeles. Leggero and many others. Yes, that will be a great show. If you haven't been to U- UCB, they always do good stuff there. So we're on Natasha Leggero's show on the 31st. If you don't like Halloween, you don't want to go to all the parties and all that stuff, come watch us do stand-up at UCB. Um, and this, this gig is a little bit of ways, but we should kind of start plugging it now. Kevin and I both are doing uh, the American Comedy Company in San Diego. That's downtown San Diego in the Gas Lamp. Uh, we'll be doing an 8 p.m. show. That's a really cool venue. Um, they get a lot of great comics down there. So it's going to be me and Kevin. We're going to be co-headlining down there. So if you live down there, uh, come on out to that. That'll be a good one. Um, yeah. And in the meantime, please enjoy episode four of Occasionally Awesome. Nick makes hummus. You better believe I do. And it's amazing. Enjoy it. All right. So how do you like this hummus? I want you to be honest, by the way, because you ate, you took the first bite. Wow. And then you were like, this is the best I've ever had. But it's I'm like, you've barely really started good. chewing. It's really good. It's, I feel like it's the best hummus I've had okay. because it was made in front of me like at a, like guacamole <laughs> at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, I know hummus is supposed to be really fresh, but I feel like even the stuff in the market, if yeah. you buy it at a good market, it have, probably has some preservatives in it just to keep it. Like this hummus probably wasn't going to last long because it was fresh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, most of the ingredients are yeah, like the lemon is like a, an actual lemon. Yeah, yeah, it's not like lemon juice sorbate consortium. Like yeah, 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 monos or something. And the garlic is like fresh garlic. Yeah. Um, and then the hummus, the actual chickpeas are already like processed. They're in already it. hummused. Yeah, they're hummused up. <laughs> hummused out. And then there's a little bit of like tahini in there right and then a little salt or whatever do you know what tahini's made out of it's like sesame paste okay like ground sesame paste which they turn into this stuff called um halewe whoa it's yeah it's like a dessert type thing it's also a a hawaiian canoe is it really nope oh okay i totally (laughs) believe that i'm like oh i just learned something about hawaii interesting (laughs) that is now a lie (laughs) well guys welcome to occasionally awesome and i think today is a perfect example of uh, exemplification of our title, when life is occasionally awesome. Today, Nick Youssef, my co-host, <laughs> showed up to my fucking house, my domicile, like it was a normal day, and this piece of shit made hummus <laughs> like a fucking adult. He made a giant bowl of hummus that would cost... Okay, that is... I'm looking at it right now. We've already eaten a lot of it. Yeah. That's 15 bucks worth of hummus at uh, Gelson's. Oh, at, the no, market I buy at hummus at, that's, that's at least... That's three full packages of hummus. For those that don't know what Gelson's is, imagine Whole Foods, but with like ten times more pretension. Yeah, it's some real, uh, yeah. some real white people crap. Yeah, yeah, but it's everyone there's got their own bag. But it's the closest market to my house, you guys. It's and good, the, yeah. And the Gelson's actually is the site. It was built on top of the original Disney Studios. That's a fun fact about Los Feliz. Is it really? Walt Disney's first full-scale studio was built on the lot where Gelson's is now, on on Hyperion and, I guess, Rowena. What would Walt Disney say if he walked into that Gelson's? Something awful about Jews. Probably. (laughs) Something, like, insanely anti-Semitic. He'd be like, what's Hummus doing here? Are there Jews who shop here? Like, he would say something borderline racist anti-semitic but then he'd create a fun animated short yeah <laughs> so you'd be like is he all bad yeah that ends with like mickey and minnie eating hummus yeah, together they eat hummus. he'd <laughs> yeah. be like oh you're right you guys yeah. have some good stuff to <laughs> offer with like a jewish person tied up in the background for some yeah. Reason. yeah so but nick came over and made hummus and then brought this other stuff 
this Middle Eastern stuff that was like pizza, like thin flatbread pizza that was really good. What does that have a name? It's called. There's like a few ways to say it. They pr- they pronounce it lahmajun, lahmajun, lahmajun. Uh huh. So it's like meat and bread essentially is the term. Great. And it's like a flat, kind of like pe- made on. Did pita I just bread. eat meat? It was a yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I totally forgot about that. You don't eat meat. That's hilarious. <laughs> It didn't even cross my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin, oh, for man. those that Kevin, for those that don't know, is a, a vegetarian. What do I do now? I'm, what am I supposed to do now? You just enjoy it. Shit. You just enjoy the meat. You God ate. damn it, dude. <laughs> what the? God damn it. I honestly totally forgot. I'm not going to like make myself barf. No, you, dude, you know how much meat was on there? Barely any. But it was like smeared. Yeah, I mean, it was just like sprinkled on. I knew it tasted too good. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you eat meat again. You go, oh, yeah, this Shit. is what I've been missing out on. Shit. This was all part of my master plan. Damn it. <laughs> I totally forgot. I don't uh, I don't know how bad I'm supposed to feel. I, well, st- I mean, guys, okay, okay. To be honest, I'm not a full-blown vegetarian. I eat fish, but calling yourself a pescatarian sounds so fucking stupid. I it's don't the do worst it. word. It's a terrible word. It's like they'd have a section for that at Gelson's. Yeah, that's like a pescatarian like, pesca- aisle. Just say I don't even know what the equivalent, what you, how you should do it, but like just sequestering yourself into that area. And and by the way, the fish, the seas are overfished, so you're not helping anyone by only eating fish. But I really like sushi, and so that's where I've decided to draw the line because I don't know why. I don't even know why I necessarily I'm a vegetarian. I just I don't exercise, so I don't eat meat. I most as. Most of my ideas about health are half-cocked notions I've gleaned from reading the back it packages of things. I don't. I mean, none of it's like well-founded at all. But I stopped eating red meat and chicken, and I miss it desperately. I've gone like a year and a half. It hasn't been that hard, but it, but uh, I want meat a lot. And then this flatbread thing was just so tasty. I found myself thinking like, oh god, but they really got a really good meat taste coming out of this guy. <laughs> you thought that? It gave me such faith in olives. That's I thought I thought I was being tricked by you know, the per, by perfectly marinated olives. Yeah. <sighs> so you well, didn't even think to ask if there was meat in it. At one point, I was chewing it, and I was like, "This is so good." And it was like, I was like, "That has a meat taste." And I was like, "Should I ask?" But then I thought, "I've already eaten a ton of it, and I don't want to make Nick feel bad." That's. Funny. And then in my head, I was like, "Oh, he knows I'm a vegetarian for sure." Yeah. I didn't even think of it. What about that other pizza thing? Does that mean in it too? Probably. With the one with the cheese? Yeah. No, no, no. That was just cheese and like some spices. Okay. Yeah. That was totally vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) And so is the hummus. Oh, man. Well, do do I do like the rest of the day? Am I allowed to eat meat the rest of the day? Do I do full bender? I I mean, look, today's ruined, right? I I I fell off the wagon. But not purposely. It was an accident. So unless you count like... I wish there was like an someone who's in AA to tell me the equivalent well, of this. Well, I think that if you accidentally drink, if 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 you didn't know, if it's not on purpose, I don't think you go back to zero. We don't go back to zero because so I still get my days. Yeah, I, I from what I know, I think Fuck. falling off the wagon is when you do it on purpose. Do it willfully. Yeah, when you're like, "Fuck this, I'm gonna drink." Okay, or but do eat you feel like when I realize this is sort of tasty, like meat? I bet you might. There was a part of me probably, even if not knowingly, knew I was eating meat and kept doing it. Yeah, I think if you 
like yeah, if you if you were like if you didn't drink and then you took a drink and were like, oh fuck, is there alcohol in here? And then stop. And then yeah, and you realize it and then finish it. Yeah, that counts as falling off. Because then you realize off. you're like, oh, no one knows I did yeah. this on accident. I think that may be what have happened. Yeah, that counts as falling off because then you're you're actively doing it. You're okay, aware of. Well, your then decision. let me ask you this: Should I just finish this day off and do a meat bender? I mean, if you if you want, if you wake up tomorrow. Knowing that, like, it, look, this started off as an accident. I'm just going to eat meat today, and then tomorrow I'll go back to normal and be fine. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, because already you're breaking the vegetarian rule of the technical vegetarian rule of eating fish. Right. So you're kind of in a gray area. You're kind of just deciding to be the vegetarian you want to be. Right. Which is fine. The only people that are going to complain are the asshole vegetarians Zealots. that make you feel, yeah. The that extreme make right bad. and left. The, the people that them. ruin everything. Yeah. The people that literally ruin everything. The way I feel about food and that kind of health stuff is like I try and eat pretty good. I just wish But occasionally was... I'm like, I'm going to eat ice cream and I don't care if I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, I'm lactose intolerant. I, you've seen, you know, I crush milkshakes and ice cream yeah. all the time because they taste too good and I don't want to live a life that feels awful. Yeah, I will eat food sometimes where I'm like sweating while I'm doing it and it's like <laughs> 2 30 in the morning I'm like why am I eating a pad thai right now yeah on a couch with my shirt off watching fucking house of cards this feels <laughs> I'm sweating and I feel guilty and then yeah. I go I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and my stomach's gonna hurt and I feel like shit but I'm like you know what I don't do this all the time I well you know I don't drink and I don't smoke and I don't do drugs so yeah. I always use that as like an excuse yeah for why I'm allowed to like eat a pint of ice cream at two in the morning yeah which sounds like some real sad, like, chubby divorced lady stuff. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like ice cream is so good. It tastes so good. And, like, I want it. And I want I want to enjoy stuff in my life. I feel like I deny myself a lot of fun in general. So, like, I want ice cream. I really like Ben & Jerry's fish food. And I really like um, oh, there's, this, there's, there's this company called McConnell's. That's really good. Never heard of it. It's fancy. It's like eight bucks a pint, but they have Whoa. like a salty. They have like a really good, just plain vanilla and like a salty caramel one. Wow. And it's the, their coffee's really good. JB's coffee ice cream flavor, and it's just like the dopest. Yeah. And like that's uh, like when I eat it, as soon as I eat it, as soon as I taste it, it makes me happier. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, I don't. I don't. You ha I mean, that stuff's out there. You have to like. To me, like when people say, like, oh, you can't eat that or why are you eating that? My answer is like, because I want to live. <laughs> yeah. Not like live like, you know, go skydiving, do extreme stuff, but just literally uh, on a day to day basis, live. Do you believe in the afterlife? At no. All? None. Not. I mean, not ri not like a in a like a religious context type of afterlife. Right. I, I mean, don't... I'm like. There's a small, small part of me that's like, maybe there's something. Well, okay. I, when I was in Montreal, I went to watch Mark Maron's live podcast he did, uh -huh. and he had Eddie Izzard on, and Eddie Izzard was talking about being an atheist. And at the end, Anley Kindler had like a show after it, and he kind of ran up on stage to promote it. Mm -hmm. And he said so he was making fun of everyone who was on stage. It was really funny. And he was like, he so he, he the one thing he said about uh, Eddie Ezra was like I love atheists who say uh, there's no proof of God there's uh, no proof that there's God there's also no proof that there isn't one and it's exactly the same it's a fifty fifty tie and no one knows anything and you're like yeah there's just as much science even if you you know science is obviously a much more factual thing but science is also always changing and yeah. every every new discovery leads to like a bunch of new uh, newer discoveries yeah so I think the notion that the human brain can grasp whether what there is after death is farcical. And I don't, I, I don't know. I but feel I like I'm struggling with it more lately. 
I feel like I was more fine with the notion that there's nothing than I am lately. I don't know why. Well, uh, I, I, I have that a little bit, too. I don't know I what this has to do with your hummus, which I just want to remind people. Being alive. Delicious hummus this fucker made yeah. for me. I didn't even – he mentioned that he was going to make me hummus because I've been talking about hummus a lot and how I want to make it. And then this piece of shit I just, just showed up with everything Here's ready the deal, to go. Kevin. I'm a good friend. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently so. News to me. Because I, I get upset when people are like, have you tried the new pesto hummus at Trader Joe's? Oh, that, I'm like, that have you gone you, right? to fuck yourself lately? Because here's <laughs> real hummus. And then I bring it over. Mm-hmm. I get Mormon about it. Like, I'll show up to your doorstep with hummus. Yeah. And I'm like, eat this. Say thank you when you're done. Right. You know what I mean? Because, I, I mean, I grew up in, like, a Middle Eastern household where this was, like, a regular occurrence. Right. Like, anytime you go to a Middle Eastern, you're like, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah, I've eaten that 15,000 times right. in the that's, last 20 that's years. That's just straight. Well, I was thinking about this one, once I realized you were bringing over hummus because you kind of – it wasn't a complete surprise because you were like, do you have lemons? And I was like, hummus! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I re- instantly realized I was getting hummus. Very excited. But I thought, I was like, I wish there was like a, I don't have like an American w- normal white dude cultural equivalent. Like, well, hey, I'm coming over to your house, going to make some mac and cheese out of the box. Right. Like, it's not, I don't know, maybe apple pie, but that's probably British. Like, there's no way yeah. that's like authentically co- like colonial. Yeah, what would be like a, I guess spaghetti and meatballs. That's Italian. But it's like pretty American. <laughs> nah. No? No. Uh, what's in like American, what did you grow up eating? Uh, really plain food. My my my. In retrospect, my my mom made some really average white people like at Betty Crocker cookbook food, like okay. like uh, spaghetti and meatballs, macaroni and cheese, like goulash, yeah. things like that. Like just normal, real normal white people food, like ham, yeah, just tuna like casserole, tuna casserole, exactly, yeah. like things like that. And so, is I there a burger night? I don't remember. No, my parents got after my parents got divorced. It was just like you know, I ate stuff out of the microwave, right? You know. Yo, it was always like we always ate in and like was it like mostly middle eastern food like most of the nights of the week like some type of middle eastern food oh yeah it was always some kind of because it was always like cheap and easy to make and they knew how to do it they both cook my mom and dad are both amazing cooks you feel like are they still together yeah do you feel like that's like a bonding thing with the two of them because i think that's really cool yeah, because they a lot of times will do it together. Well, ah, I mean, for the I love for, for a long time, it would my mom would do would cook because my dad would work like fucking sixteen hours. I'd never see you know. Yeah, he'd yeah just be yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and then my mom was a stay at home mom until we were old enough to like you know go to school, and then she started working with him. Oh, cool. And then then they would like cook together more. Because they just have a weird, they I almost say weird. I'm like they have a weird respect for each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> By the way, that's absolutely true yeah. and so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, it's strange. But like they'll just like my mom will start making something and it, and my dad will be oh wait I'll come home and we'll I'll make it with you. So they'll make and sometimes my dad would do cooking. I think that I think that's a really I want that man. That's I would like uh, the next relationship I get in. I want that. Like I want us to have like a dual hobby. Yeah. Like my grandparents had a garden and they gardened together. Yeah. And it was like a functioning garden that like produced food. Yeah. Like the, like I didn't realize this when I was a kid, but every vegetable I ever had at my grandma's house was like from the yard. Yeah. And like that shit's cool, man. It's just like a it's like a bonding activity. I think that that's probably a real secret to their to like the success of a relationship. I really like that shit. Yeah, when you can find some like common interest and do that. Like I dated a girl once where like we both liked um 
like yard sales, garage sales, and oh, like yeah? vintage sh- shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just became like a thing we did. Oh, man. And we both equally were like so into it. This is see, this. And she had like this wealth of knowledge. So she would teach me all kinds of stuff where I'm like, she would look at items and be like, that's from the like American Pickers. That show. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was like that where she's like, I'm like, oh, look at this. She's like, oh, well, that's not good because um, that was made in the 50s and then this company makes it better. And this isn't even in that con- oh, good condition. Wow. I wouldn't pay more than 20. And I'm just like, I thought it was just a fucking typewriter. Like what? Yeah. And she just got so much hotter as soon as she got oh, yeah. that knowledge. Yeah. On you. That's what I, I want. I want. I want that. I want like a. I want a girl like teach me stuff. Yeah. Learn things. Yeah, I like dating girls that are like smarter than me, and like I've almost all the women I've dated are smarter than me. I like it, <laughs> and they they know, and I like when they have interests where I'm like I don't e- I don't know anything about that shit. But yeah, then it's like I, like I think it'd be cool to like like once a year you guys go on like a trip conti- based on the thing you guys share together. Yeah. Like oh, there's if it was like antiquing, like oh we go to Maine. Yeah, we buy all this shit and ship it home. Right, like or whatever it is. Like, yeah, we go, we antique our dicks off for right. like two weeks, stuff like that. I think that stuff is really important. Like, I, it's always that I've always done that stuff wrong. I always like, either I don't assert the things I want to do, and, and or if I do, I don't include the people. Like, I, I'm, I always make the mistake of keeping lots of parts of my life separate from each other. Yeah, I do that, which too. is dumb. That it shit's really is. dumb, and also like. Nothing's cooler to me or I love it when like a friend like a comedian friend of mine meets an art friend of mine and they get along like that's so that's I really like that. Yeah. And you're like why am I keeping these people apart? Like what's my problem? Yeah, I don't know why I do that. Like I've always been told like I compartmentalize my life yeah. where it's like, you know, career stuff, yeah. family stuff, uh, you know, girlfriend stuff, uh hobbies and activities stuff and it's like I don't know that if I have like an issue with if I introduce all these facets of my life together that it'll just get too complicated and, and you know, one won't like the other and then it'll all just blow up in my face. Like yeah. maybe I think that it's like commitment problems maybe with all those things. It's Bob. I mean, it's gotta be all fear based. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise I mean, maybe it's like, I'm afraid of my, I know for a fact, I don't like uh, a, a girl. I like to come see me do stand up cause I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Yeah. And then they'll judge me. They'll like me less based on how I did. Yeah. Like I, that's always, I've always been sketchy about that shit. Yeah. I had that for a long time. And then I, t- I turned a corner on that where I was like, after a certain, I mean, after you get better at stand up and then you start getting, you start doing better shows and getting better spots. You're like, this is like what I'm going to do regardless. So you yeah. can come. And if you don't like it, great. I guess just, that is like a smarter way to do it. It's like, if you want to be a part of my life, you have to be okay with like the, yeah. Times when I don't necessarily do well. <laughs> yeah. I would never even ask. I if I girl if I had a girl come see me and you know, we we odds are take the same car or something when we went. Yeah. So I'd I'd go do the set, we'd hang out and then we'd leave. And I would not even bring up your I set. wouldn't go like how what did you think or do whatever. They, do you find they okay, but if they didn't mention your set, would you be like, Oh, they didn't like it? No, I just I honestly it would come up in my head, I'm like, Oh, she she didn't say anything, but I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Just talk about the next part of our night now. Like we're going to see a movie or going to a bar or whatever. I wouldn't bring it up. More often than not, they would be like, that was, you were really funny. I was surprised or I didn't know what to expect. I'm glad you were, I'm yeah. glad I thought you were funny. And I go, right. oh, that's very nice of you. Yeah. I mean, I know the times I, that a girl has come and see me do stand up, they tell me they're like, I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, because if I ate it, you don't know what to say. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. kind of as nervous as you are in a Probably way. Probably more so. 
Well, yeah. they have way less control. At least I have control yeah. over the situation. Certain. And extent. in the end, it's like it doesn't matter if you find me funny because I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do anyway with yeah. this. <laughs> and if if you don't like it and it makes you like me less, it's like I guess you're not. We're not gonna date because of that. And that I totally respect it. Yeah. Because it's not gonna change. Mm-mm. You know, it's like you li- not liking my hair color or something. I'm like, well, I'm not going to start dyeing my hair just to date you, person I don't know yet. You know? Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the wrong response. But, yes, you're right. It's very healthy, Nick. That's very healthy attitude you have developed yeah. there, which <laughs> I only half believe you adopted in real life. But I, that's Wait, very for healthy. real? <laughs> <laughs> I totally did. I totally have. Um, whenever someone says to me they don't care, I'm always very skeptical. I mean, for in that in that regard, I really don't, because it's just one person, and I've there's I've had so much rejection in my career as a comedian to care about what one chick thinks oh, that yeah. I don't even know. Some chick, just some bird, some some broad. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I couldn't care, I couldn't uh, care less. I I don't know why I gotta I don't know. I, my therapist has been out of town for two weeks, so. You're falling apart at the seams. There's a decent, and I got off my antidepressants. Whoa! Before I went, like a month before I went to Montreal, which in retrospect was a mistake. That's like Brody had a whole situation with that. Yeah, exact same thing. I'm on very weak antidepressants, okay. but regardless, not the brightest move. Why did you get off of it? I don't. I f- I think somewhere in my head I thought it would be like if I could go there and do well, it would be like heroic. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't need him I've got this Then things were like go. It's it's the classic dumb mistake Things were like going well And I felt good I was like I'll be cool I'm gonna sabotage myself Yeah it's so stupid yeah. It's not the smartest move In the so world So you've been off him For a couple months And how do you feel? Uh, I feel okay <laughs> Have you had like Any severe bouts Of depression or whatever No happened? I don't have I don't My depression Okay to be fair and Should I, I clear the knives Out of your kitchen Before no, I leave No 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 <laughs> uh, There are knives Where Let me get one <laughs> There. No okay I have mild depression I do not suffer from A depression Nearly as hard to deal with As most people I'm very lucky In that respect My therapist told me I have what's called Just situational depression When things are tough I have a tendency To get depressed Which to me Just seems like normal life Yeah But you know As well as I do I There are some things That happened to me That were exceptionally difficult And yeah. uh, they were hard To go through So I developed depression But basically I feel a gen- When it If I'm if it ha- When it happens I just feel like A general malaise yeah. I'm just a little slow. I'm a little like I sleep a little too much. I don't have the best. I'm a little less productive. Yeah, me too. So I have to like the 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 medication I take, Wellbutrin, which is the, apparently the same. It's a, it's the chemical equivalent to working out. Uh-huh. Just gives you a little boost, makes you feel a little better about life in general. I stopped taking that because I was like, things are awesome. Like things were going good, and, and, which is just the dumbest. It's just such a classic mistake. Yeah. I don't know. And sometimes I feel I almost feel good that I make the same mistake everyone else makes. It makes me feel less isolated because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel isolated about myself. But like this, w- this instance, like I should, that was dumb. So I'm gonna get back on him. But when you go off something for a while, when you call the pharmacy, they have to like call the doctor because you haven't got renewed it in a while. So it ta- I'm waiting for it to show up, <laughs> and then it takes like two weeks for it to get in your system. Oh wow. So I guess you should take the knives. (laughs) (laughs) Get rid of the sharp objects. I mean, the fact that I eat meat today is going to be a thing. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about that a lot. That's really funny. So stupid. That is hilarious. 
This is so it's very it's very in line with most of my decisions where I make a decision not based on a lot of thought. I make a severe decision that's yeah. I make a very serious decision not based on a lot of forethought. Mm-hmm. I stick to it in a way that's really military and then I just instantly break it all the time. Yeah. I notice I do this when I draw or make art where I'll like decide all these lines and a thing have to go one direction and then if I mess up it's like the, it's like or I could just go, make, have them go a, the other direction too. Yeah. Like, who made that rule? Well, you did. Well, then you're allowed to fucking break it, weird ass. Yeah. Like, but I create these weird parameters. That's so dumb. Yeah, it just makes things more difficult. Like, uh, I had a beer in Montreal. Wrap your head around that, Nick. But you don't You don't have a thing where you don't drink because you have a drinking problem. No. You just don't drink because you just don't drink. I just don't drink. But I had a beer. Yeah, that's... I mean, I see nothing wrong with that. How did I, it feel? I felt... It felt fun. Was it ice cold and refreshing? <laughs> <laughs> that's... I miss that. You know, it's so sad... Or not so sad, but cost efficient is because I never drink ever. Yeah. One beer, yeah. I feel like felt a little bit, you know, sassy. <laughs> <laughs> My lips felt numb and yeah. uh, felt kind of woozy. I also, pro- I also hadn't eaten, really. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I felt pretty cool. A beer for you must be like heroin for someone who like normal. A drinks. beer to me, a beer for me like is Kevin's probably like a the corner. C- probably a couple shots for someone who drinks. Oh wow! You know, because well, a, I hadn't eaten and I never ingest alcohol, so like a, I uh, it felt. I mean, okay, I don't know what actually happened physiologically. It felt like I felt it after like three or four minutes. Jesus! Like immediately, and then my lips felt tingly. My body felt tingly. I felt, you know, I was I was cognizant that I felt a little different and then was telling myself, like, okay, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone, everyone yeah. knows. Everyone's staring. They know you're drunk. Be careful. But, like, one person who knows I didn't drink saw me do it, and they were like, are you all right, dude? Are you, yeah. is this, why are you doing this? And I was like, everyone, just be cool, be cool. Let me do my thing. That's great. <laughs> and so yeah. you just had the one. Yeah, just the one. The whole trip or that night? That night. The whole trip, I had one. Okay. Six day period. And then <laughs> did you, did you feel like drunk after like an hour? No. Just no, kind of no. the tingling. I felt this, just the tingling and the, like the, the little bit of like warm tingliness. And did that ma- like weird you out? Like, whoa, this is doing something to my body. I don't want to know. No, no. Cause I've been drunk before. It's just been a really, really long time. I think I remember the last time. I don't know if it was the last time you were drunk. But the last time I saw you drunk, was we, the, were, was we were at the, the comedy? comedy store. I think it was my birthday. Yeah. It was someone's, Someone's birth, maybe yours. It was mine. And you were like buying drinks for the people you were with. And right. you're just like, fuck it. Everyone's going to get drunk. Like, I am too. I'm like, you're, wait, hold on. You're drinking alcohol right now? And I'm like, hold on. I got to look at you. I want to see what this is like. And then we talked about it for a minute. And then you went back into the back bar to get more people drinks. And then you came out like a half an hour later. And I was like, hey, what's up? And you're like, fuck it. And then you like slapped me across the ch- you slapped me across the chest. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never seen you exert this sort of physical anything in any way ever, let alone like violence towards another person. It was the, I didn't even get mad. I was when just I, like, okay, I was I, just like, whoa, that was amazing. Who are you? When I get drunk, uh, the funniest thing in the world to me, because you're bigger than I am, right? Yeah. We're very good friends. I think it's so funny to pick fights with my friends who are bigger than me because I know they won't hurt me. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I like uh, Mike Favor, man. He's a comic, and he was there that night. I punched him in the kidneys so many times. I wait till he wasn't looking. I'd punch him in the rib cage, and when he turned around, I'd be like, what? Let's do this. I like we're just pushing people. I went to a Dodger game once and got a little drunk with Ari Whoa. and Ren Azizi and Simone, and I tried to fight every single one of them. That's the worst place to do that. <laughs> That's like walking. In, oh, my God. We were in really good seats in kind of private area. Oh, but, okay, yeah, okay. I just think it's funny 
to like and i'm not seriously trying to i'm like come on let's wrestle yeah. like i just yeah. think it's really funny to try to pick fights with people that are bigger than me because yeah. they're like what the hell is going on here? i'm like let's do this pussy and it's good that they know you never drink because the people that drink all the time and do that are the worst drunks possible i feel okay i think that i'm actually a pretty good drunk yeah a fun one I just like get really chatty. I want to yeah. hug a lot of people. I want to like wrestle. I dance. I want to dance a lot. And yeah. I just, I think, I think it's all like the things I normally would like to do that I suppress. Yeah. It's you're, fun. It's I try funny to have fun. You're describing uh, a, a good drunk yeah. and also the worst drunk. But the difference is the amount of times that you do that in a week. Yeah. Because imagine <laughs> yeah. someone who drinks once a month and gets super chatty and dances. Like, oh, look, he's having a good yeah. time tonight. Yeah. Yeah. If you did that five nights a week, no one would ever that fucking Kevin talks yeah. all the time. He's yeah. constantly trying to start dance parties. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> dance it's party. It's like the, the moderation thing. Yeah. But yeah. Every know. once in a while, there's no one better to be around. Yeah. And somebody's like, oh, so-and-so's had a few drinks and you're just talking and <laughs> laughing and dancing and having a good time. Well, my friends who drink beg me. Like I was telling the person that I was hanging out with when I had that beer, I was like, you don't understand. The fact that you sort of that I drank around you, there's a list of people that would be so mad yeah. that I didn't do it around them. Yeah. My friend offered me like five hundred bucks to get drunk in front of him once. Why didn't you do it? I don't know. It's just to say no. Just to, just to not take five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things is I've talked so much about not drinking and, and and how I feel about like alcohol culture that like it feels really hypocritical to drink. Well, how do you feel about alcohol culture? I think it's sort of silly. Okay. Well, and I, well, okay. I don't like when I'm. I there's this, this is isn't going to be interesting because you're gonna. I'm gonna try and I agree with you in a way because I stopped drinking. Right. But I also want to defend it because I enjoyed a lot of my time mm-hmm. when I used to drink. I just think a lot of the experiences that I have being around drunk people are fake. Mm-hmm. So if someone's saying they love me or saying things that are positive, it's fake. Yeah. They're they're because they would wouldn't be saying that if they were drinking or if like a if if someone is more affectionate towards you or and also. If they're mean or th- their personality changes, it's like, oh, this is just the way you would be normally, but you don't have the courage. Yeah. These are the things you'd say, but you don't have the courage to say, so you have to get drunk to say them. Yeah. I don't well, like that. I want to like have my experiences with people be genuine, and I feel like alcohol changes that. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like people that drink a lot, it, they, they start to like glorify the notion of failure. I not- noticed that a lot. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm burping because of the hummus. I ate it really fast. I ate it really fast because I was excited. I gotta have some of this. But um, I feel like I I knew a lot of people and actors and stuff, and you'd hear them like, yeah, I was supposed to have this audition, but I was so hungover. It's like, fuck it. Oh, that's the dumbest. And it's like, well, okay, but you moved here to be an actor. And like, it's that. that. It comes along with that, the kind of like hard luck mentality of like the born to lose. And it's like, no one wants to lose. People want to win and be beloved and successful and have people like them. But like, it seems to me it goes in line with that, like glorifying failure. I think, though, so far you're you're describing bad drunks, the extreme drunks. Yeah. But uh, to be honest with you, that I don't I feel like I don't feel like most drunks are bad drunks, but Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people who. But then again, I hang out at like the comedy store. Mm -hmm. So the people that go get drunk at the comedy store are drunks. Yeah, for to to a lot of degree, and most of what, and you know, I don't even know that I know. You don't notice the the good drunks. You only notice the bad drunks. So those are the only kind I'm noticing. 
Yeah, that's but true. it's like I'd go meet up with a friend at a bar, and then I have to meet some stranger they just met, mm-hmm. and now they're best friends because that guy bought him a beer. Yeah, and it's like this is a guy who I would never like. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't consider myself a white supremacist, but I definitely have political ideals. And you're like, oh <laughs> yeah. man, but like all of a sudden he's my friend's new buddy because like this guy's a good dude, bought me a shot, and it's like yeah. it's eight dollars to hang out with his dickhead, but I gotta pretend. They're nice, and also you got to be hyper nice because everyone's drunk. So if you're not, they're like, "What'd you fucking say to me?" It's like, "Oh, dude." Yeah. It's just I don't I don't like that aspect of it. I wanna I wanna know that the things people are saying to me, they decided to say to me, so I can hold them responsible for them, whether they're positive or not. Mm-hmm. If you're sober and say something shitty to me, I can be like, "Hey, man, fuck that." But it, the the excuse like, "Oh, I was drunk," or if you like or were really nice to me, say you're a girl and you got drunk and kissed me, I don't wanna feel like after the fact. You're like, well, that was just one of those things. We'd been drinking. It's like, oh, so you don't like me. Yeah. But I liked kissing you, and it felt good. <laughs> like I want, I just want, I just want to be able to to know where the clear cut lines are of a, a human experience with another human, and alcohol changes that. Yeah, yeah. That some, said, sometimes. some of my friends. I have a friend Brett who he was here that one day, yeah. and he's the best drunk ever. Really, he's the best. It's the most inclusive, loving. Mm. And I do, you know, I appreciate that. Like a little bit of alcohol, a seems to ward off every disease in the world. Right, right. Every I follow Uber facts on Twitter. And it's like one glass of wine a week reduces diabetes. Then two days later, it's like one uh, alcoholic drink. Every three days, we'll fight colon cancer. Yeah. Like it's, it seems to be like a, a flushing out situation. Yeah. And I, and maybe there's something to. Lo- I'm very uptight. I'm a very uptight person, and especially in a social situation, maybe like one drink would make it so I felt better. Yeah, it takes the edge off. I mean, I felt very nervous the entire time I was in Montreal, just because I was being really, really social, which is not normal for me. Yeah. And if I had like a beer. I probably would have been better at it. When I first stopped drinking, I was like, I couldn't imagine how I was going to go to a party. I was like, what the fuck am I going to, how am I going to, like, even walking into a party. I don't know what to do when I show up to a bar or a party because I'm not getting a drink. Yeah. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to, and and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I'm telling myself, what do you mean you don't know how to, just walk in there. Yeah. Literally walk in and just start talking to people like you normally would. Yeah. And go get a ginger ale or a water and then like just talk. But I have such social anxiety that like, you know, having a drink or two just kind of takes See, the edge You don't off. seem like you have social anxiety to me. Why? I don't know. You just don't. I don't get that vibe from you. Oh, yeah. I have. I mean, I get really uncomfortable and not in all social situations. But if I if I'm like. Do you think people look at you and can tell that you used to wear cargo pants one time? <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, <laughs> like, don't talk to us. You used to wear cargo Everybody pants knows. in the nineties. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, uh, I, I've, I was antisocial for a long time, and then yeah. like, trying to yeah, turn yeah, that yeah. around, yeah. it makes you like hyper aware of everything that's coming out of your mouth, how you look when you walk into a certain situation. Well, cause I genuinely do like people and I like all kinds. I like, I find, cause I find every, like I find people really, really interesting. So it's not like I, it's not, I'm, I don't, I really hate when someone's like, Oh, I just hate being around people. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. You just don't, you're worried. They're not going to like you. That's just a thing you say. Yeah. I really like being around people. It's just, I think everyone's base fear is like, they're not going to like me. That's what social anxiety is, I think. Mm-hmm. The times I've like checked a while ago, I was invited to a birthday party of someone I haven't known very long, but they're really nice and we're sort of becoming friends. And she invited me to her birthday party and I didn't go because I was like, I'm not going to know anybody. Everyone's going to be cooler than me and I'm going to and I'm going to feel dumb. 
Yeah, that's what I think. It's it's. it's I didn't it's go to Brody's birthday party because of that. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, it's just an insecurity thing. Yeah, and I always I'm, find once I get there and I start talking and hanging out, you'll you'll know two or three people. Mm-hmm. They'll introduce you to two or three others, and if you can just talk about what they're talking about or bring up anything semi interesting, yeah, you'll be fine. And I usually am. Yeah, but it's just that much easier if you had like you know a shot and a beer and like. And even just having a drink is a conversation. Like, hey, man, good to see you. Hey, you want to go grab a drink? And then it's like you're kind of just talking. Yeah, I should be more open to it. I don't know what I'm talking about. And a lot of, honestly, tons of people I I respect Mm. and admire have the occasional pop now and again. So who the hell am I? And and once I get back on my antidepressants, we're going to have a new life. (laughs) Does it seem like I'm down? I don't feel like it does. No, you seem exactly the same. Good, good. Good. I didn't. I couldn't even tell when you got on antidepressants. <laughs> I wasn't like Kevin. This is you're a lot. You get a spring in your step. <laughs> well, I went. They were they were prescribed to me because I couldn't sleep, okay. and I went to the doctor and we did all these fucking millions of tests. It cost me a fortune. And then what, like, like what kind of blood tests? I thought maybe I had like low testosterone because I you know drink soy milk and I was I don't know. Oh, so a non psychiatrist psychologist prescribed w- you? Yeah. Oh wow. And he was like, "Well, are you depressed?" And I was like, "Uh, probably." Yeah. And he was like, "Why don't you take this?" And I was and I did. He just for gave a while. it to you, just like no. That? He gave me a prescription, and he was like, "Why don't you try this?" And he goes, "It's very mild. It's basically like the equivalent of working out. It's just like an endorphin, a small endorphin booster." Uh-huh. And then uh. And so I didn't take it for a while, and I was talking to someone, and they were like, that's dumb. And he goes, why wouldn't you want help? And I was like, that makes sense. And so yeah. I started taking it. Because, you know, I don't know. I think that I don't like – I get the, like, oh, we're so dependent on chemicals, but the, also some of that stuff's necessary. I really yeah. do believe it's necessary. I think for a long time, it, like, the, it just wasn't available. So people were like, you just got to tough through it, you know? Yeah. And – but, I mean, I, I imagine a lot of people – if you were to give it to them in the past, the chemicals like, in your brain are, you have chemicals in your brain, you have chemicals in your stomach. You don't have any problem taking an antacid when you yeah, have heartburn. Yeah. So what's the difference? Yeah. It's no different. Stop attaching a stigma to it. If you didn't attach a stigma to it, people wouldn't feel so bad about taking them uh-huh. and then get off of them. Cause they feel, they want to feel heroic, but I don't need it. Yeah. They want to just do it on their own. You know, but it'll affect no my one feels bad about wearing a knee brace if they need one. Like, oh, I'm so ashamed of this knee brace. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy because yeah. I wore this knee brace. I just think that, like, I mean, knee braces are never over prescribed. I think this is the problem. Oh, they people are, are like people are wearing knee braces willy nilly <laughs> everywhere. I'm ever wearing since two, they, ever since they started looking cool, you can get them in different colors. That'd people be great. Are, yeah, right. Yeah. Camouflage. One. Like your, your APC jeans come with a knee brace. Cheetah print. Yeah. Like flannel print. Leopard. Yeah. <laughs> Plaid. Yeah. That's good stuff. You just like look athletic. An argyle knee brace. And then you can make up a story of why you have a knee brace. Why'd you have that knee brace? War. War. Well, where, which war? Afghanistan? Nope. In the streets. <laughs> yeah. Skate war. Yeah. Skate war. <laughs> I took down the Soches. <sighs> I feel like we've gotten off the topic of hummus. Yeah. It's funny how we started with hummus. That turned into food and then living and then dying and then depression. I want there to be an afterlife. I really would like that. I would like that too. I think everybody. I like that would. Jewish people don't believe in hell, supposedly. Yeah, that seems good. <laughs> I like. I mean, the Buddhists don't believe in any of that. Yeah, as a reincarnation. Everyone loves to just kind of casually attach themselves to Buddhism. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, it's just so mellow. Well, there's also yeah. there's a notion there's a there's a theory that there's that thirty year gap between the birth of Christ and when he started kind of doing stuff. Uh-huh. And there's uh, there's apparently like one bit of text written about he went to India maybe. And spent time with Buddhists because a lot of like I guess parallel, parallel th- uh, theories in the teachings of Christ and Buddhism. 
And yeah. so there's that. Well, idea. they have them in, in every religion. Yeah. Like the, there's always a 10 or 12, eight, eight to 12 commandments. Yeah. Like every religion has eight to yeah. 12 and they're all the exact same thing. Yeah. They're like, don't hurt other people. You know, worship this God. Worship this God only. Yeah. <laughs> you know, treat other people fairly. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Yeah. Like all that stuff. And then like, then you're going to get to go to some place after all this shit's over. Don't eat a pig. Yeah, yeah. Don't eat some specific animal. Don't eat that thing. Yeah. Or don't eat that thing with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and if this happens, you can't do this for a certain amount of days. Right. <laughs> but if you confess to it, like it's all good. It's you all can just totally do all that same shit tomorrow. The Pope, <laughs> the new Pope, said that it was okay to not necessarily believe in God because at the end he'll be like, "It's cool." <laughs> really? Yeah. The new Pope was like, "You don't." Necess- he said, "There's necess- He felt that there's there's he, there's texts in the Bible that supported the notion that God would even forgive non-believers." And then last week, same pope came out and said that he was okay with gay people. This dude is dropping bombs. I think he more said he was like not gonna judge him. Yeah, like it was wasn't really like okay. He was just kind of like I'm just gonna kind of pretend it's. But not think happening. about him. He's a political. The pope is a political. That's a political job. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. much in the same way, Obama, like when he first got like to get elected, was like he was not okay with gay marriage. He was probably okay with it the entire time. Oh, no, I'm sure he was. But had to say things in a certain way to get the jobs. And so this pope is smart enough to know. So this pope's, that that was his uh, Obama version of like, my ideas are evolving. He's opening, yeah, Yeah. my idea on the subject, he's opening the door. Right. And then Jesus doesn't mention gays or gay marriage in the Bible at all. He never mentioned them. Yeah. And so if you're real, if you're, if you're gonna, if Jesus is going to be your, your homeboy, if he's going to be your leader, let's stick to his words, guys. I'm going to, I'm going to fall on the side of love. How about that? I just don't even like whenever there's a, I just got so sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. This hummus is taking hold. I don't, it's the meat. It's the meat. I don't think it's the meat. It's definitely the meat. You didn't even have a burger patty, not even half a burger patty worth of meat. Okay. But since they're small pieces, it makes it seem grosser. Like they're even like minced up. Like you little little poor guy, poor little guy got all minced up. That's how it is with all that stuff, I except know. for steak. Then it's just a big chunk of the animal. I don't know what's worse. I went to this bagel place in Montreal that's sort of famous, and they had like the guy was making cutting the bagels out of a giant slab of bagel dough that looked like a, a glacier. <laughs> yeah. And I literally was like, I want to offer them five hundred dollars to let me go jump on that dough and lay on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looked so amazingly huge. It looked so heavy. He was just grabbing like a bean dough. bag. Bigger. It was way. It was the size of a couch almost. Wow. It was amazing. This place's bagels were amazing. I wish I could remember the stupid name. It's in Montreal, Fairmount or something. I have no idea. It was so amazing, and it was there was one of those cool places with like a line out the door, and like the guy the guy who owns it was like cool. He's like, who's the next to want a bagel? Like it was just like one of these like guys with a cool personality. Yeah, it was so cool. But the dough was ma- I mean, how'd they even get it up there? I have no idea. I mean, maybe they made it on the wooden slab or the, the metal slab. But like it was cool. I love places like that. I want to get a T-shirt so bad, but they didn't have one. I don't know. <laughs> there was another place that had smoked meat that I wanted the T-shirt to, but their line was too long. I think those are the coolest shirts. Those yeah. independently owned like food places. They're my favorite shirts. They're usually like really dumb looking, but they don't they're not aware but that's they're actually and it makes it awesome. I wouldn't even call them dumb looking. They're not like design savvy, but design savvy is boring and nothing goes out of style faster than something that's in style now. Yeah, so yeah. there's something direct 
The design is very direct. Here's yeah. our name. Here's what we do. Yeah. That's it. Here's a weird looking character. And that and essentially to me is like the most efficient kind of art and design where it's like job is to grab you immediately. Yeah. And that shit to me is routinely more interesting. Yeah. It's the same way like all artists are obsessed with untrained artists. Uh-huh. We love someone who didn't go to art. I love the art of people that didn't go to art school because it's just your their head's not full of all these like weird standards and contingencies of things they think they should do. Yeah. Not even those standards that, that they're good, just like they do whatever they're doing what they want. They're doing the best they can with those skills and routinely makes the work much more interesting. So other shirts are dope. It's like those paintings on the sides of like Mexican markets and stuff. Yeah, those are great. They're always really interesting and just, just a little weird. And what that's what makes it interesting. Something that's really perfectly drawn is routinely really boring. For the artist. No, for to look at. It's boring. As an artist. Yeah, it's There's fucking a, yeah. boring. But I'm to like, the people that aren't artists, they go like, wow, look how perfect that is because yeah. they can't do that. But at the same time, it's like a lot of that stuff's just measuring tricks. And it tells me that if you spend that much time just making it look perfect, it's just like you're kind of just fired up by your own skills. Uh-huh. And that's it. Like then all you think, you're like, oh, look how skilled I am. But to like the casual observer, they would just be like, I wish I could even... That's what I. That's what I know. That. People, the people who who are are always really fired up about an accurate portrait. Mm-hmm. If you draw somebody and it looks like them, you're like, wow, yeah. I could never do that. Like when I see portrait tattoos, yeah, I'm just like, that's unbelievable how you got it to look that realistic with ink on skin. Yeah, they're because they're operating without a net. Yeah. I mean, they 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 put the ink transfer on, trace it, but yeah. still, not always. Sometimes they sketch it with a fucking pen, and wow. then they go, yeah. There's some people doing tattoos that are unbelievably good. Yeah. The talent level in tattooing has shot up in the last 20 years in a way that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah, it's like art on, like, canvas now. That Kat is really good. Yeah, her portraits are great. Portraits are crazy good. It's really impressive. But, yeah, those T-shirts are... I have have one from from Philippe's. I have one... There's another... Pastrami... Places that sell pastrami are routinely also in possession of a pretty dope-ass (laughs) T-shirt. I have a, there's a really good one from this place called Michelli's. It's got a guy throwing pizza in an oven. Oh, that's good. That one's really good. Yeah. I also own an In-N-Out Burger t-shirt. That's good. I need I, an In-N-Out Burger shirt. I have a Tommy Burgers hat. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite hat. Uh, I have a really great shirt from a Catalina Island boat rental place. It nice. may be the best black t-shirt in the world. It's the best pocket tee ever. Wow. It's 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 it says Catalina Island, Joe's Catalina Island boat rental. And a lot of those places like if they're if they're not in a real touristy area, the shirts are dirt cheap. This Catalina boat one was kind of pricey. It was like 25 it's bucks. Yeah, it's touristy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of you're in the middle of fucking Iowa. Oh, you, when and you, you buy a, a burger from a restaurant, they're always 10 bucks. Yeah. That's why they're so that's why that's what's so great about it. Yeah, and then you wear it and wash it a bunch. It looks kind of like old and vintagey or whatever and it just is it's authentic. And I'm not, I think, I want to make this clear. I only buy t-shirts from places I like eating. It's not ironic. I'm not like, oh, this shirt, look how dumb a shirt is. Oh, yeah, dope. I would never I would never walk into a place and just be like, oh, that's a cool shirt. I've never had this food. I have to, like, actively support it. I did buy a shirt at the Canadian airport that had a bear chasing a guy, and it said Canadian fast food. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty dumb looking, but yeah. it's sort of funny. And I like the drawing. That's why I like like going on the road. I like finding places oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The amount of like vintage stores and like weird little restaurants. Like I never want to eat at a place that's around where an improv is because it's only yeah. a Johnny Rockets and a Cheesecake <laughs> Factory, yeah. and then there's a Starbucks or some shit. I'm like, yeah. where 
do the locals hang out? Where the fuck do they eat? Because you know I want I want out. that weird sandwich that you know no how one. You find that out. Man diners, versus food. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Fuck yeah. You go on the Food Network website. Yep. They have a map. Yeah. And you go to where you are, and it tells you where to go. Yeah. And then hopefully Guy Fieri's there. I mean, hopefully, no, he's not. No, 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 no. Hopefully, he's there, and he's telling people these guys are doing pastrami Tex-Mex style. Yeah, and he's, he's hanging out. He's got his glasses on backwards, yeah. hanging off his head. I like that guy. I know everyone clowns him. Oh, he's annoying. Okay, but Maybe, I think mostly, I'll tell you this: I haven't seen his shows too much. I think largely eighty. Five percent of it is if he dyed his hair black, I'd be like, "This guy's all right. <laughs> this guy is not bad." Okay, he just looks like the fucking lead singer of Smash Mouth, and it's not okay. Well, okay, totally, you're right. But think about what he's going to do. I'm going to make a case for Guy Fieri. Okay, he, you're going to a uh, routinely a place of America that's not like considered the coolest part of America, right? Mm-hmm. These are small towns or, or cities or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're going to talk about food that's not like hip. Or like necessarily good for you. These mm-hmm. are regular folks making good food. He's got to be a huge personality because everyone. I guarantee you, every once in a while, he takes a bite of their special sandwich and it's not that great. Uh-huh. And he can't be like ironic, sarcastic hipster and be like, "I guess this is delicious." He has to be like, "Oh, righteous sandwich, bro." And so, like everything about him, I think, has to be a little larger than life. He's like Mick Jagger kind of, where it's like it's all ridiculous body movements and like no one dances like that. But like. He, it, I feel like it needs to be that because these are very these are people that are just like they make a meatball, so yeah. they're making. Well, simple. the man versus food guy doesn't look like that. Does he go and try to like overeat? Yeah, that's his thing. See, where he goes to a place that serves like an incredibly large sandwich or hot yeah. dog. Like, there's a seven foot hot dog. I don't have to like eat all of it. And but then. I think I think the difference is the diners, drivers, and dive is trying to just be like, come eat at this restaurant. Not necessarily if you want to just gross out super hard. Yeah. He's like, there, here's a local place doing something really interesting. Well, no, but the point is that like that guy is not like he's a big personality, but he doesn't look like you know. Yeah. A 90s fuck. He doesn't look like Sugar Ray's best friend. In one of the episodes, <laughs> Guy Fieri wears a short sleeve leather jacket. See, <laughs> like I don't even want to eat food anymore just because it's now related to that. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, maybe a short sleeve leather jacket? It, maybe, I guess maybe you could consider it a shirt. But It, it was would like, have to be a shirt if it's short sleeve. It was cut like a football jersey, kind of. That was like the overall shape, but it had buttons. Now, was he eating like... Uh, like one of those like red apples with the leather straps around it. Is that the food he was eating? <laughs> I don't know, man. I like that, dude. Dude, that's weird. And I talked to somebody who worked on that show and I was like, is he nice? She was like, yeah, he's really nice. That helps. If you're, I mean, if you're nice. I feel like he's everyone's kind of like annoying uncle who yeah. kind of just like, that's what she said. And you're like, oh, yeah, but his heart's in the right place. I feel like what he's doing is really patriotic because it's all in America He's he's the people who go on the show, those restaurants, they're not trying to become millionaires. They're uh-huh. just trying to have their own business and have it be successful enough. So that's what they can do the rest of their life. And they're yeah. doing they're working really hard. It's always like the, the husband and wife both work there all the time. Those are long hours. And uh, she t- the lady told me a story where like because he wears all these watches. He has a different watch in, like every episode. I was like, what's up? Where does he get his watches? She goes, uh, most of me buys. But like one, a guy sent to him. Cause the and, and it said like before you did an episode of about my restaurant, I was about to go out of business, wow. and I made a million bucks this year. Whoa! And so he sent him like a fancy watch, 
And I was like, this guy does ostensibly really change people's lives by being on that show. Now, I wonder now, and this comes with every one of these situations where like after you realize the power you have to keep places in business. Yeah. Do you get more selective with who you're going to potentially highlight on your show? Because well, now it's a matter of like you're probably getting flooded with emails. Oh, yeah. Look, my business, this we have really good food. Right. You know, I There's, mean, I know is the integrity compromised. I mean, I imagine to the tiniest, it probably is. Con- I think it's impossible for it not to be. Mm. But I think the way they pick restaurants is people like right in. You got to go to this place. You got to go to this place. Mm-hmm. And it's probably just a critical mass thing. I bet you he also talks to. I bet you the re- the the chefs at other restaurants in the area that he's already been to are like, oh, you got to go check out this dude's place. Yeah. It's dope. See, that would keep it honest. Yeah. If it wasn't. But like- I bet you it's really hard. It's got to be, yeah. Because people are probably like, oh, my God, we're going under. This would help us so much. Uh-huh. It's probably because everyone knows, you know, it's probably really hard. I mean, I, if I, hopefully someone keeps that away from him so he can keep his on-screen persona pure. <laughs> so we can go out there. I just, just want him to dye his hair, I think, and then I'll be fine with I it. I mean, if I Because I love the idea of the show because I, I physically do that when I go to these yeah. cities. I ask, like, the staff at the clubs, the audience members. I go, look, I'm here for three days. Yeah. Where do I eat? Like, I don't want to be in this area. Where do I go? What do I do? And then they give me information. And then I go find awesome places to go, you know, get yeah. coffee, eat food, buy, you know, old shirts and things like that. So I'm all for it. I just think that the person in charge of it is kind I of I feel like he, pro- I mean, he knows he's clowned super hard. So he probably just wanted to double down on it. Maybe. And when that's kind of made fun of. Uh, that's kind of punk rock of him. Yeah. When someone's yeah. like, dude, his hair sucks. It's sort of weak to be like, all right, I'll dye it. Yeah. Or it's like, dude, that's I'm 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 blazing saddles up top, dude. Because yeah, I guess if he if he went in that direction, he'd eventually just look like Ryan Seacrest or something. And then yeah, people would be like, this every guy's other a guy. He's like, whore. no, 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 we're uh, we're gonna die the. You know, what we're gonna do now, die the goatee also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double down. No one tells Triple D yeah. what to do. I'll die a fucking sideburn right G now. G to the F does what he wants. <laughs> I'm gonna take the sleeves off this leather jacket. <laughs> I mean, we hate weakness. No yeah. one likes weakness. It's his show. He made it big. He won yeah. He won Top Chef or whatever it was, or Next Food Star. He won Who's Going to Be the Next Food Celebrity or something. That's how he got that show. Oh, that's how that happened. Yeah, he won the. Fr- I think he won the first season of that reality show. Okay. Who's Going to Be the Next Food Network Star, and that's what he did. He That was his mission thing, was to, it was diners, drivers, to dive. That would be a fun fucking job, man. Yeah. Wouldn't it? you just like, I'm going to travel the country now and just go eat awesome food. Yeah. I think traveling the country to do stuff like that in general is cool. Isn't that yeah. what Kreischer, Bert Kreischer's show is on Discovery? Some, uh, he does like crazy uh, extreme adventure type things yeah. or whatever. Like that, skydiving. That's, that to me is like the perfect job for a comedian. Yeah. You know, you go around, you just kind of look at stuff. And, and I think the key is to like, it's got to be stuff that's actually interesting. You're not going to like be a dick. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I like that dude. <laughs> and his show's always on on Saturday nights when I would get home from the comedy store. Mm-hmm. And it would be on until like 1 in the morning. The problem is not eating meat is really hard and then watching that show. Oh, yeah. Because everything is just the most amazing meat situation. Yeah, if you're at home with an empty fridge and like yeah. one of those shows comes on, you're like, why am I torturing myself right yeah. now? Yeah, and the stuff, and especially when it's local. Uh-huh. Like I'll be here and he'll be at the he'll be at Oinkster and Eagle Rock and I'm like I could get in my goddamn car and go there right I could now. Go there right now. And wait five hours for it to open. <laughs> <laughs> I can sleep in my. That car. place is legit. Yeah, Oinkster. Oinkster's yeah. good. I just miss Chili Dogs. I don't really miss those. <sighs> I love Chili. Dogs. I love Chili. I love Tom. I miss Tommy Burgers the most. Here's why I think I don't miss that stuff anymore. Because once I started having like 
like chili in like places that are like known for it, like Texas in the South. Then right. you eat it back here, you're like, oh, this is garbage. See, I, like I don't know that I've ever had good chili. Like Texas style chili, no beans. Okay. That's where it's at. It's a meat soup. They have that at the, there's a place called The Waffle. I really want to go to Texas. You don't? I do. Oh, you do? I really, I, fi- I don't know. I've never been really. I find it fascinating and I want to go to Texas. You got to go to Austin. Such an interest. The whole place has its own culture. I want to yeah. go. I want to go. I think I'm going to Austin soon, but I, I just, I want like some time there. You are going to love Austin, Texas. Everyone says that, but I also want to see the other parts, like the scary parts. <laughs> what do you want? Where they don't like my kind. Oh, like the small towns. Yeah, man. Population. There's, Texans are different, man. It's interesting. Let me tell you the story. They about consider themselves Texans first. Yeah, they, b- before Americans. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they're, they're my really father once told me, he goes, just so you know, people from Texas do not have a sense of humor about Texas. Yeah, in Austin they do, yeah. but then Austin's also not Texas. <laughs> it's not. It's like they airlifted Portland out of Oregon and then dropped it in the middle. See, of Texas. people say that, but I've also heard it is there. I mean, it's like it's almost like surface liberal. But like it is actually still a conservative place because it's you know. Texas. I mean, s- there's some of that. I mean, more so than actually going to Portland or actually you know being in like L.A. or San Francisco. But it's it's still a like a liberal, weird, artsy yeah. place. Like you'll find a lot of the same types of like uh, food establishments, coffee shops, that kind of shit that you'd find in L.A. or San Francisco and right. stuff. But yeah, to, down to its core, you're gonna find but more I conservative find it, behavior. I find it way more interesting for that kind of stuff to be in a place like Texas. I do too because you get a great like it's a you cross a section of yeah of all the liberal artsy stuff and then fucking awesome barbecue that you yeah. can't find anywhere else. Oh, Texas. oh, it's the best. Well, a lot of people are doing they're they're going to Marfa. Martha is Martha, that like the M A R F A? Is that like the Palm Springs? Of no, it's uh, Martha is this weird modern art spot. Oh, I've heard of this. Where like this? Yeah. It started. There's a lot. Uh, Donald Judd, I believe, did this weird installation there, and it became like this kind of free art space type vibe where you mm. people were just doing what they want, like kind of like Taos, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so there's a so there's a contingency of kind of interesting artists going and doing stuff in Marfa, and then like like the guy who runs that clothing label fucked. Uh-huh. has a move to Marfa and that dude's kind of always ahead of the game right but it's just like this interesting like I think a lot of people are maybe are responding to the notion of government coming down on us and the le- we have so much less freedom now mm-hmm. and they're just like let's get the hell off the grid where's like a free space where I can own land and a gun and I, you don't tell me what to fucking do <laughs> I mean it can't be that you know that off the grid because then it'll just like be blogged about within days like this is the new cool artsy place but i mean if you go to a place where the laws the maybe just the laws you know i think texans pride themselves on having a lot of freedom yeah and uh so you go to a place where the laws let you have as much freedom as possible and you're like no i live here and it's different here and get the hell away from me (laughs) i mean there are they're just they're weird down there it's interesting but any place like that that's weird and the people are weird it's like man get me over there i want to learn about you guys but yeah, it's cool unless until you start like discovering the like uh, close-minded racist, racist kind of yeah. homophobic parts. parts then you're like, ah, you're not. That's not really that cool. Yeah, a lot of times you know? cool places come with that. Interesting places come yeah. with that. We're like, oh yeah. man, that's why Austin's great because it takes like it it removes a lot of that like close-minded old school yeah hatred stuff of whatever degree you know like a uh, uh, racism homophobia that kind of shit and then it. It has all the fun, liberal, like free thinking kind of shit. My know? friend uh, Dan Winters lives in Austin. He's a very brilliant photographer. Mm-hmm. He, he just loves it there. It seems really cool. Yeah. And and in, ever since he's 
move there. He's learned how to do all this really cool shit in the meantime. Yeah, they have, like, there's a river that goes, like, through the city. Not, like, in the middle, but, like, you know, like, you, you're you kind of leaving the downtown part. And then there's just a river, and people are canoeing in it. There's all these, it's like, very there's green. all these cities there's where I think, like, if you were a successful stand-up and your primary income was just touring as a stand-up, where you could, you don't have to live in L.A. or New York. Oh, no, not at all. You could have, a lot of people love Atlanta because it's, like, a, a airline hub here in the yeah. middle. Chicago, too. Yeah. Yeah, Austin's kind of in the middle of the country. You can get anywhere in half the time. Like, I fucking went to Orlando, and it's a five-hour flight, and it eats up the entire day. You get to the airport, you check into the hotel, and then you yeah. have 10 minutes to change, and then you're at the fucking club. And yeah. you got to do shows, and you're out until, like, 1 a.m. How are the crowds there? Orlando, dude, it's like... It, it feels like one giant universal city walk. Right. But <laughs> the there's not a lot going on. Unless you're going to Disney World or Universal or Harry Potter Land, but the crowds are all locals, people that live there. Yeah. And they're fucking great. It's the second time I've been there, and both times. Does awesome. that guy Joel run it? No. Oh, what was his name? With a beard? No. I can't remember his name. Dan? I don't remember his name. It was an improv, right? Yeah, it was an improv. You, know what, you were Bobby. Luke is his name. Okay. Uh, I think there's a few owners. There's like a few guys that, that okay. run it. Okay. But. He's super cool. The, it's not huge. It's like three, three fifty maybe it holds. Right. And the crowds are fucking great, man. Everyone's like super nice. It feels like you're in the Midwest. People are nice. I was talking about this yesterday with Steve Simone, and he was just like, he seemed kind of down. And we hung out and talked about you know classic Steve Simone mm-hmm. uh, conversation about life and people and humans and how we're all mm-hmm. the same. And he was just like, I feel so much better now. It's like, yeah, everyone's fine, man. That dude loves people so much. People are generally all right. Yeah, most people are like decent human beings. When they're not all uh, goofed up on the on the laugh juice. Yeah. We're not all full of the alcohol. <laughs> That's like the best time to talk to people. Like I'll have conversations that go on for 30, 40 minutes with total strangers because a, they just finished laughing for 90 minutes. Yeah. And part of the 90 minutes was you. Right. So then they feel like this weird kinship and they're like, hey, and they want to talk. They come up to you with a smile on their face and they want to talk and da da da. And then you just end up bullshitting about stuff and you're like, that was a really cool conversation. I don't remember that guy's name. Nope. Or who, where that chick is from or anything like that. But you just kind of feel good about yourself almost more than the set you just did because you're just like having genuine conversations with people in parts of a country you aren't familiar with and like yeah that whenever they're telling I'm, you stories about like a world you don't know anything about whenever i'm somewhere else i want to be like what do you guys do for fun yeah yeah because I, I think they feel i i oftentimes i think they feel like you're kind of shitting i'm like what do you guys do here oh yeah it's I like mean, no man i want to know sometimes they go yeah i know man there's not a lot i'm it's like not la it's like dude you should yeah. be juiced it's not yeah i tell them like look believe me this kind of these conversations are more interesting because if I was at home, it would be auditions, agents, managers, comedy, movies. Yeah. The same five things. It's like, I want to hear about, I also think in a place with maybe where there's not as much stimulus, your, your interpersonal relationships are, are more valuable and they're stronger because most of what you do for fun is hang out with people you like as opposed to seeing a thing. Yeah. So you're like, your friendships are, are more, are stronger. I, in L.A., uh, you see people, they don't, especially people that don't live here, they move here and they have a hard time building a friend, a network of friends that's like strong that they can like depend on and stuff. So Because everyone's kind of about their own thing. 
Yeah, they're about their own thing, and like a lot of people feel like they have to make friends for reasons other than just genuine friendship. Yeah, they feel like I I should be friends with so and so, and those friendships are hard to a build and b sustain because you're not there for the real reasons for what friendship is. You know, where it's like you can just hang out and do nothing with someone who you're really friends with. That's what a real friend is. There's no yeah hours nothingness. Yeah, just sitting around. How long have we been talking? Uh, for an hour and two minutes. Good. Like friends. Uh, I am sick of you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you too. So you, uh, we will learn today that you crushed this hummus, dude. Thank you. Really good. Thank you so Thank much. You. Um, uh, I'm going to get back on my antidepressants. Good. That's good. There may be a God. I feel in my heart. Oh, we got to get into that further at some point. Next. I guess, man. Next one on one. I want we do. there to be one. Cause I, I, I think about it more. And I was going to point out that I th- I've been thinking about it more because of the rise of atheism. Yeah. Wh- okay. Yeah. In the public sphere, it? it's it started to make me think because the atheist argument is very strong, and it's got me thinking about you know, well, may uh, do I fully, fully believe that I'm an atheist? But if if a lot of people are deciding to make a decision, that means it's not terribly hard to make. So, if it's an easy decision, then it's then it's maybe not worthwhile. Well, it can't be that easy to talk someone out of a faith they've been a part of and attached to their entire life, you know? Yeah, I guess. But if you were raised, like, ambiguously like I was, it's easier to be like, oh, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I was raised like a Christian. Like yeah. A, you know? Right. Went to church till I was, like, 12. I got, I mean, I got gnarly Jesus Eve when I was in high school. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, baptized when I was 16. Crazy. At, at by 16, I was just like, oh, I don't know if there's a the good... Baptist church in Locker Center right by CV. Oh, I know that place. Yep. They used to have the... Uh, Battle of the Bands type thing there. Oh, really? I used to see the sign all the time. Very gnarly. Yeah. Very gnarly. So, yeah, we should get into that on another okay. one. Our okay. our beliefs, where we're from with that. All right. Well, I think this was it was, was solid. This is good. Yeah, and you were so skeptical. Like, you uh, were so... You you were so skeptical. About what? <laughs> about... Uh, you've, you thought this was going to be a waste of time. And that oh, we no, were, I just didn't know what we were... going to suck. But when you said, let's just start with you hummus, I'm like, said, I'm down with you that. You said we, were, we should uh, cancel having a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said we should cancel this friendship. Right. Which, let's which is le- pretty skeptical. Let's leave that to the listeners to decide. <laughs> yeah. Should we end this friendship? This was That would have been a good name for a podcast. Should we end this friendship? Should we end this friendship? <laughs> Do you, yeah, this was occasionally awesome, sponsored by Hummus. We're not going to recommend anything. You know what we sh- I'm going to recommend? Learn how to make something yourself and take it to a friend. Yeah. Learn how to make like a make a cake or hummus or like learn how to a cross stitch. Yeah. And just have that be your thing. Like, oh, yeah, whenever uh, uh, this person comes over, they bring you something. It's just nice. Or, or even more personally, like know what, it, know what a friend likes. Yeah. Like a specific thing that you know they like. And then just like. Bring it to their place. Yeah, man. Not even just anything, but something you know they really are into. Yep. Just get it from a store or wherever and be like, hey, man, you want to hang out? And just show up with it and be like, dude, I brought this. Got you some peanut brittle. And they'll be like, holy shit, I love peanut brittle. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, I knew that. So let's just Picked eat up this. Some peeps. Let's watch diners, drive-ins, and douchebags triple or whatever D. he calls it. The triple D. <laughs> and let's just fucking chill like friends. These guys are doing Tex-Mex in St. Louis. Seriously, right now. This podcast is going to end, and you're going to get on your phone and call one of your friends. <laughs> and then go hang out with him or her. More likely, you're going to text. Or whatever. Email one of your friends. <laughs> um, and go hang out with them. And just, and just do whatever. You'll feel better after you do. Guaranteed. <laughs>
bond with a friend. This has been Occasionally Awesome. Bye.